0: Now, broadcasting on Radio Star Worldwide, it's time for Dr. Radamaker's Prescription for Transformation. Let's tap into your own authentic genius and live the life you desire. Join Dr. Rademacher for an enlightened conversation about our brain intelligence, our body intelligence, and our energy intelligence. And now, here's your host, Dr. Bart Rademacher.
1: Well, welcome. Welcome to uh, my show, Prescription for Transformation. And I just want to make a quick admission right here. <clears throat> right before the show, you know, I was getting these butterflies and I was kind of figuring out, why do I have these butterflies? And my logical brain says, well, I'm not really that nervous, but it's really about there's so much I want to share and I'm just not sure where I want to start. But I just realized just before the show started that there was another reason. And the reason is is because I'm really excited about the guest that I have on today. And I really want to make sure that I live up to his standard because his standard is so awesome. It's so great. And inspiration for others, I'm really excited to be introducing him shortly. And so I just needed to make sure, yes, I need to keep up that standard because that's the expectation that he has of me. And that will become a little bit obvious uh, later on. So one of the things that I always like to share – really typically like to start the show off. and By saying this, it's by no mistake that you're here right now. And as I mentioned before, it is your fault. And actually, you know what? Thinking about it, if you were to ask my brother, he would say, I was a mistake. And uh, we disagree with that, of course. And he's my older brother, and he used to beat me up. And I'm sure if he's listening, he would have been happy if I <clears throat> was a mistake and wasn't here. But he's a great guy. But nonetheless, there is an intelligence around us. And you are the summation of all your decisions, all your experiences, all your beliefs up to this very moment today. And so it's really incumbent upon us, upon you, to tap into that intelligence and to get the most out of life. And one of the challenges that I've discovered, especially coming from my background with a lot of training. I trained for 17 years before I could start practicing uh, plastic surgery. That was a lot of learning. And at that point in my life, I really thought I knew all the answers, not out of arrogance, just actually, quite frankly, out of ignorance. I just didn't know what I didn't know. And so my passion is all about that real people, real conversations, really hearing what the ordinary person, not just the extraordinary, but just the ordinary person, and what their life is all about, so that we can also learn from them. Because there's something about this uniqueness, this unique, exceptional, extraordinary person within all of us. There is that 20 times factor. And that's something that our guest is an expert at, and quite frankly, has been very successful in his life in helping others tap into that as well. So it's really, in a way, in a sense, it's also about you know, ordinary things for ordinary people, making them extraordinary. You know, yet yeah, there's some individuals out there that are just absolutely phenomenal. You know, Elon Musk, DeMantis, Bill Gates, Branson. Yeah, but we're not those people. And as I was having my conversation with my guest earlier, but we can be exceptional in our own way. And that's what's really exciting. And my mentor, who quite frankly, said this the other day, and I realized, yeah, we all have 268 hours every every week. So these guys don't necessarily have more than we do. In fact, they don't. And it's these distinctions that really make the difference. And I, I'm very excited to be introducing Chad Cooper. And I could really spend the entire show introducing him, but just briefly – because I really want him to share his wisdom and his gems of life for us. He's a successful businessman, a peak performance coach, unleashing the ultimate potential in people, as a community leader, award-winning United States Marine, and a platinum coach with the Robbins Research International. And by any standard, these are the best coaches in the world. And so he's been working for and with the best of the best over the last 20 years. And like I was saying, you know, there is this unique, exceptional person within within us. Everybody really does want to be a Formula One driver. But he gets to work with those people who are committed to do that. Because that race, that's the fastest and most competitive race out there. And working with at this caliber, at this level, requires a special standard if you want to win. So I'm excited to introduce Chad Cooper. Uh, welcome,
2: Chad. Wow, Bart, that was an extraordinary intro to your show and to myself, and I am overwhelmed. That is, is fantastic. I am thrilled to, to be able to be here and support your audience today. What are we going to do to uh, make their lives better?
1: Well, just remember what I said, Chad. I mean, I've learned from you, and I've learned some amazing gems of life and secrets to to life, and also your standard. And I really do look up to you. And so, yeah, of course, my, my show had to start this way. And having said that, our last show was talking about sleep. And when we were talking before the show, I was really excited to understand that um, this, this is a, a sweet spot for you. And, and something that I actually have to mention right now and, and before we forget, before there's no time for that. But Chad is really coming out with an exceptional book. And it's an absolute must read for anybody and it's about time. Time isn't the problem. You are. It's coming out in May and hopefully we'll get a little bit of a snippet later on from Chad. But right now, let's talk about sleep and what's your perspective on this one? And and What I do understand is this, is that sleep is probably the most un- undervalued asset that we have besides energy. But sleep and energy, both very much undervalued and very much abused. And so I'd really like to discover what your views are, what your perceptions are, and what we need to be doing.
2: You bet. So sleep is a huge and extremely important topic. We all want it. We all need it. And unfortunately, it's the first thing that we sacrifice in our modern world, our sleep. Only in the last few years, Bart, has science and medicine been, been able to understand that without out enough high-quality sleep, our health, our nutrition, and our lives begin to unravel. I mean, let's look at, at the, the cycle that actually occurs. We go from poor sleep to then not having enough energy to be active. So we end up being, becoming inactive. Then that results in a poor diet which then results in us becoming overweight. And then we start popping pills and getting on these machines at night because we have poor sleep. So it's a terrible downward spiral. And it can absolutely be prevented. And we have to choose to make that a priority in our lives. So I can get into, you know, why do our sleep habits, you know, why does what happen happens if you're interested in that piece?
1: Yeah, and and just briefly, um, let me share and, and let me ask you how much you agree with this, because one thing that my approach to many of the things that I that I'm doing is really exposing the question that we all need to be asking ourselves when it comes to whatever it is that we're talking about, because it's that's understanding that specific question is a way that people can actually relate to to themselves, and without that question, I think. You know, any information that we give gets kind of lost. And so the question that I have is this, or the understanding that I have is this, is that, you know, sleep is really totally in a, an integral part of rejuvenation, regeneration, and healing. And the other part is, you know, what are the specific diseases and specific problems that happen when you don't get that part? And including like heart disease, diabetes, mood disorders, obesity, decreased immune function, um, increased accidents. And what really hit me hard was when you were talking once to me about sports injuries. And I found out that one of the largest reasons or main reasons, which I I I couldn't understand, was that... Lack of sleep caused sports injuries more than anything else. And these are things that people just don't understand. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, can you tell me a little bit about that? I mean, it's true that these disorders do happen. Is that right?
2: It is true, indeed. Let's let's take a look in terms of sports injuries. Let's look at for people who may not be high-performing athletes the the way that I I used to be on, on the Ironman circuit. Let's just make it real simple and start with a big word that has a really simple meaning to it, and that's chronotype. So if you went out on the interwebs, the internet there, and you typed in chronotype, you would basically find out that you are one of two profiles, either a lark or a night owl. And you hear that all the time, you know, Oh, I'm a night owl, you know, I I don't go to bed until like 2 a.m., those kind of things. But the the converse of that is being a lark. And that's really about being affected is your melatonin levels. So from a chemistry standpoint, how does this translate in sports injuries to how we actually violate the way that we were designed? So each of us is either a lark or we're a night owl. We're not both. Myself, I'm a lark. I'm up at typically 435 in the morning. And many other people are going to be a night owl. But what can happen is we can hijack that because we can get into a job that maybe, you know, we're a night owl, but our job requires us to get up way early than we're designed to be. Or we're in a job where, you know, I'm a lark, I get up early and maybe I've got a late night, uh you know, speech to do or a radio show or a television show where I'm on. And that takes me past that prime time that is, is my peak time. And so, when that happens, what also affects us is then our poor dietary, and then we aren't really fueling like a Formula One car. We're kind of like putting in that unleaded gas at, at low octane when we really need that premium fuel. That then can leach into marriage conflicts. And so how many of us are, are with a, you know an intimate partner, and one of you is a lark, the other one's a night owl. And so what happens is we, you know, oh, I want to be connecting. I want to spend some time with you. So we stay up past our our regular bedtime or that night owl gets up early because they want to work out with their lark spouse or or intimate partner. And so there's a lot of factors that go into this, but I want to make it really simple how you can turn this around. Would that be of interest to be able to say, here's how you can actually make time in sleep work for your benefit? Yeah. So what that looks like is first identify, are you a lark or a night owl? And the next step is once you, I mean, you're pretty much going to know which you are. Then when you wake up, you should be scheduling your day for when you're going to go to sleep so that you can ensure that you get enough quality sleep.
1: Right.
2: Second thing that goes on. So when we're asleep, our melatonin kicks in and makes us rest and, and, and get all better. About halfway through our sleep period, that's where the body reaches its lowest temperature core point, and then it comes back. Well, a lark will get its melatonin and then it just drops. The body temperature and melatonin drop quickly throughout your sleep cycle so that by the time that you're up in the morning, all of that melatonin has dissipated. Now, if you're a night owl, your body temperature doesn't change at that same rate. It's a little bit slower. And so that's why you got to get up and go, oh, I got to get my cup of coffee. And, you know, I've got to just shake the, what's the old, got to, got to, trying to think of it, the, the bugs or whatever the saying is. Um, yeah, I don't know which one. Yeah, I can't think of it there. But, the, uh, you know, it takes a little bit longer to get that engine warmed up. Maybe it's kind mm-hmm. of like trying to start an engine in the wintertime. It takes you a little bit longer than when you start it in, in the warm tropic climates. So we need to honor what our circadian rhythm and what our chronotype is. The second is, is when we have the cycle of seasons, our, our sun changes and we want to honor that. And so the second biggest problem that I see is in today's 21st century, we've got people that lay in bed with their tablets or their Kindles or, you know, whatever electronic devices, the TV, and that right. blue light that's in there is really wreaking havoc on your circadian rhythm. It's artificially stimulating, oh, I should be awake. If you think back on the farmers, right, they got up and went to sleep eh, for all practical purposes around the sunrise and sunset. Right. And so there's an easy fix for that as well, Bart. We can go out and there's technology today that you can get. The one I use is called FLUX, F-dot-L-U-X. And what Uh that does is it actually says, here's where I'm located on Earth. And it will start taking out the blue light in my monitors as the day progresses, so that if I still need to read or, you know, sitting in front of a screen, I have the ability for it not to be affecting my circadian rhythm, so that Mm -hmm. I can honor my chronotype. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it makes perfect sense.
2: So let's go with the third
1: piece. go ahead.
2: Yeah, so the last piece in this, if you really want to be able to turn this around, here's one of the things I I had people ask me all the time, how is it that I've been able to accomplish as much as I've accomplished? And it wasn't until recently that I looked at and said, you know, I don't follow the typical five-two schedule, work five days and get up you know, at whatever time for work. And then on the weekend, I crash and, and sleep in. That's really bad on our cycles. We never get into a cycle that creates a pattern. We're always hijacking it and always trying to reboot it. And so what I right. tell people is your bad sleep habits are because you're sleeping in on the weekday or on the weekends, you should maintain a consistent seven day sleep pattern. And that is what I've done for as long as I can remember. I haven't set an alarm in decades. So those are three things that if you really are about being, if you are really creating a legendary 2016 You can do these three things that are simple turnarounds, do it a little by little, and you will absolutely see the changes in a short amount of time.
1: That's awesome. So uh, right before we go to the break, uh, I'd just like you to summarize those three things once again so any of the listeners can get that recap. What were they again?
2: So the first is, what is your chronotype? Are you a lark or a night owl? And what is your spouse if you have a spouse or or an intimate partner? And get some agreements on that, right? Second is your circadian rhythm and following the sunrise sunset, take the blue light out of your screens, TVs, etc, using technology that can do that. Very easily. As far as I know, the majority of them are free. And then the third is make sure that you're honoring your sleep cycle 7 days a week. Don't sleep in on the weekends. <clears throat> what that's telling you is you just are making bad choices to be blunt about it. So Make the decision. I mean, you're going to find that you're going to actually get more time if you follow a seven-day pattern rather than trying to hijack it and say, oh, I'm going to work longer hours, five days, and then catch up on sleep on the weekend. You'll never catch up. But if you do the seven days, you will catch up and you will actually be able to honor your system. You will have a lot more energy, which is going to cause less physical injuries if you're an athlete.
1: Great. Well, this is great information. Uh, this is prescription for your transformation. Talking to Chad Cooper. I'm Dr. Bart Rademaker. Really excited to be talking about sleep. And right after the break, um, I'll pose a question to Chad because I must be the confused uh, lark and not sure what my temperature does. You know when I go to sleep, and I'm really excited to uh, find out some of the answers. So we'll be right back after this break. <laughs>
0: We'll be back with Dr. Rademacher right after these. It's people's secrets that make them interesting. People have been trusting their secrets to longtime business journalist Judy Schreiner for the last 25 years. And now you can hear them too. On Radio Star Worldwide, every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. So have you been to the horse and cow yet? The Horse and Cow is a bar that caters to the submariner fleets and has been doing it for over 60 years. They've been in San Diego, San Francisco, Bremerton, and Guam. Today, they are famous for their burgers and hot wings and their signature drink, Nuke Waste. On their show, they talk with the brewing houses and distillers, liquor distributors, and patrons of the Horse and Cow. Yes, the Horse and Cow has a reputation for being an off-the-hook bar for submariners. But everyone is welcome. So pull up a chair and join the fun. And if you can't make it to the horse and cow live, listen every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on Radio Star Worldwide. It's happy hour at the horse and cow. Welcome back to Dr. Rademacher's Prescription for Transformation. And now, once again, your host, Dr.
1: Well, welcome back. This is Dr. Bart Rademaker, "Prescriptions for Your Transformation," and really excited to uh, be talking to uh, Chad Cooper. Uh, Chad Cooper is a phenomenal businessman. He's a platinum uh, uh, coach with the Robbins Research uh, International, a community leader, and uh, just amazing, amazing human being with the highest standards. Award-winning United States uh, Marine. And really excited to uh, have him as one of my mentors because it's been instrumental in 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 making the changes in my life and therefore my ability to gift out to others. And so right to, before the break, we're talking about sleep and how important uh, all of this is. And I just want to say that and and just make a statement. I'm not going to go into the question, but I must be a confused uh, lark and looking forward to it. Uh, learning more from Chad from his book and his book is actually coming out uh, May of next year. Uh, It's called Time Isn't the Problem, You Are. Just a phenomenal perspective of what is it that we can do to change our lives and it will be a New York Times bestseller and and you want to make sure you go to that website and check it out and I'll get that information. So Chad, uh, one of the things that, that I've really understood and I also just came out with a book myself but really, the importance of of sleep, and, and again, it, I do believe that so many people take it really for granted, because lack of sleep, you know, results in the development of heart disease, diabetes, other chronic conditions that we kind of uh, think it's because of other reasons, genetic or whatever. But it truly is because of lack of sleep, and getting that proper sleep. And what I as a coach is why well, I, I coach my clients and really tell them, look, this is non negotiable. Now you've got eight hours of sleep, or sometimes it's less, but typically it is eight hours. You decide what it is and don't negotiate it because you're gonna have less stress, less inflammation, longer life expectancy. And here's the thing better memory, better creativity, ability to learn, decision making, less accidents, less problems. So, welcome back, Chad. Thank you. So what I'd like to do, I would, is there anything else that you like to give out to people regarding to sleep? Because the next topic I'm really excited about, um, but I just want to put closure to it. And you tell me if, if there's something else that our listeners need to, to hear.
2: So what I'll just say in there for those that are really interested more in some of the science with that is, you know, what is melatonin and why does that matter? Well, Everything in our body and everything in, really in, in the universe is about cycles. We go around the sun, how, you know, 365 days, we make a complete circumference around the, the, the sun. Our bodies, you know, we, every 24 hours, the clock resets. And melatonin is really is a hormone that's secreted in our bodies. And a dose of melatonin in the morning resets your body clock so that you can be more productive. And so it's the body's way of kind of resetting just like a 24-hour you know, clock that we reset our day. And so when we hijack our sleep and we say, oh, I'm going to catch up on the, on the weekend kind of thing, when we don't get enough sleep, and again, my, my recommendation I'd invite you to consider is make sure that you plan your day to schedule around getting the proper allowance of sleep for yourself because when we don't, then our body cannot do what it's supposed to do. That then affects all of our health. It affects actually when if you uh, see people who are obese or put on weight, you can also probably find a correlation in their sleep habits. And so there's a lot of correlation that science is finding that is extremely important. Lastly in this is, is when we talk about sleeping five days and then catching up on the weekend, the example is if you've ever flown across time zones, let's say you've flown across several time zones, it can be really hard and hijacks your body. Imagine doing that, going from maybe California to Europe. You're at, what, nine different time zones, nine different hours. So you're literally almost on the other side of your time zone. If you did that every single week, would you expect to get sound sleep? Right. The answer is, of course not, right? right. But that's mm-hmm. what literally we're doing with our
1: bodies. Right. Yeah, and our bodies aren't designed to do that. It, it's modern society, modern technology has changed so many things, and it's interesting. We're we're trying to adjust our bodies to fit that different schedule and that different demand and obligation, and it just doesn't seem to work. And so, uh, I like to wrap up uh, this part in in just saying this is that, um, and and you shared with this with this uh, this with me before is that it's really interesting. Your day really begins the night before in getting ready for sleep. And some of the key things that you're going to want to look into as you prepare for sleep is making sure that that environment is good for you and making sure that there's not interruptions, that the temperature is right, that you're not uh, eating, you know, was it uh, four hours before you go to sleep? And also having the right kind of mindset. If, If you go to sleep, in a, in a disturbed way in the sense where you're so preoccupied with so many different things, you know, you're not going to get enough sleep. And I know that sometimes that's been my challenge. And um, was, would there be anything else that you would recommend, Chad, for people getting ready for sleep and just make that, that discipline? Just like you said, you have a routine to sleep and, and work during the day and during the week. Is there anything else that people should consider before going to sleep?
2: Well, I mean, there's several things that they can do. My goal is to keep it simple for you. If you're going to you know, take on this, this invitation to you to really make 2016 legendary, take it slow. Take it in bite-sized doses and work your way into it. When you're going to bed, wear comfortable, cool clothes so that you don't overheat. Your temperature is very important. So turn down the temperature in, in your house or your apartment or your, your room. So you definitely don't want to overheat with that. And then Take your time, kind of, you know, don't be drinking caffeine, as you said, or, or, you know, doing the things that are going to prevent that
1: melatonin from doing its job. Great. Awesome. Well, thanks for that. Um, if people have just uh, joined us, this is a uh, prescription for transformation. I am Dr. Bart Rademacher. Really excited to be talking to uh, one of my mentors and, and someone that has incredibly high standards and I look very much uh, up to. Also, as a mentor for me to learn some of the key distinctions um, to um, move forward in my life and also gift that out to to others and Chad has been doing this for 20 years and has had exceptional incredible successes with so many other people but it's really because of his mindset and it's really because of what he teaches and one of the things that he's also passionate about is understanding You know, what persistence is and what consistency is. And again, this is something else from a mindset perspective, if you will, that we also seem to take for granted. A lot of us think, well, you know what, success should come easy. You know, I shouldn't have to work so hard to do that. And when you really look at those people that are incredibly successful in life, and two people or two groups that come to mind right away is... People like Bill Gates and and the Beatles, totally different situations. But one thing that that was very common with them is that it was their consistency and their persistence and their constant practice of their trade that allowed them to achieve the success that they wanted to achieve. And so, Chad, share share with us, the listeners, a little bit about your perspective of, of basically, you know, Let's define that first. What is what is persistency and what is consistency?
2: It's a great question. It's a great quality and characteristic to embrace and, and to live by. We look at really a legendary example, Napoleon Hill. He says, Life is a checker checkerboard, and the player opposite you is time. So when we are looking at our lives and the things that we want to accomplish, you know, people that say well, I, I wish I played golf better. Well, if you only play golf one or two times a year, you might be persistent in playing it annually, but that lack of consistency is going to make that experience each time possibly a little bit painful, unless you are just truly blessed with some, some great DNA genetics. When you go to the gym, and you say, hey, I really want to get healthy. If you go to the gym and you get a membership and you're like most statistics out there, you go get the gym, you know, January 2nd because you uh, made this New Year's commitment. And about three to five weeks into it, you start saying, ah, I got all these things going on or I'm tired as we're talking about sleep earlier. And you start skipping days to go. And so maybe you get there maybe one day a week at that point. Well, you might continue to be persistent, But that lack of consistency is going to make each time you go do the workout very painful. And the human mind is capable of far more. The body is capable of incredible things. But the mind, when it starts feeling pain and the body says, whoa, this isn't good, this doesn't feel comfortable, you need to stop. And so we really need to work on the mental side to build habits so that we are both persistent and
1: consistent. So that's that's a great uh, distinction, and you know, as I look at look at it or like to define it too, it's really that difference that makes the difference. It's that significant mindset, which um, is essentially not a big difference, but makes all the difference in the success that that people will have. And so, what's interesting? What's an interesting question for me? And and I'm not. I don't know if you've got a really good answer for it or not but what's what is it that people what is it that people do or decide that allows them then to be so consistent and persistent you know what is that difference that makes that difference for them so that they remain really consistent in their practice
2: three things in there and this is where of people will fail in achieving their goals if they make these mistakes. The first is when we look at at persistence. I can't think of a better definition than a former president, Calvin Coolidge, who said nothing in the world can take the place of persistence. Talent will not. Nothing in the world is more common than unsuccessful men with talent. Genius will not. Unrewarded genius is a proverb. Education will not. The world is full of educated derelicts persistence and determination alone are omnipotent. And so we first need to look at this and say, you know, are you a dabbler or are you consistent and persistent in your action? So dabblers are going to do things like, well, you know, I need to see what's going on on social media so that I can can, uh, keep caught up on my friends and see what kind of meals or see what's going on with their their children and, and family members. Great things that that has given to us. But if we don't place a time limit on that and we don't have clarity. So the first thing where people stumble is a lack of clarity. And so if we're going to go into social media, we should treat it as you do as a surgeon and go in with a strategic surgical precision strike. How much time are you going out there for? What's the outcome of going on to social media? If it's, hey, I just am using it as a distraction, great. Set the time that you're going to do that and then shut it down. Second is email. Great secondary example of dabbling. How many people allow email? I mean, Bart, would you let somebody just continuously come into your office every five minutes and say, hey, you got a minute?
1: You're right. That would be
2: crazy, right? But (laughs) isn't that really what happens as soon as we hear that ding on our email? Right. Because we don't have clarity. What is the purpose of this technology? So what happens is our day and our week gets filled with small rocks. Mike Schmidt, the former CEO of Nike, used the analogy or the story that Stephen Covey created up, created about rocks. And Stephen Covey was known for this, this whole story about taking a glass of uh, a glass and putting big rocks in it and asking, Hey, is this jar f- the glass full? And of course the audience says, yeah, it's full It's to the top. And he says, really? So then he pulls out this smaller bag of rocks and, shakes it in there and rattles around the glass and all the rocks then fill in between the big rocks. And he says, now is the glass full? Well, some of them are catching on. They're like, "Eh, probably not. He says, very good. Pulls out a a bag of sand and pours it in. Is the glass full? And Stephen Covey's point was, there's always room for something else. Mike Schmidt, though, said, you know, actually, I disagree. The point is, if you don't put the big rocks in first you're never going to have room for them. And so when we look at persistence and consistency, I'm going to invite you to look at what are the big rocks for the next 12 weeks of 2016. Not for the whole year, just for the next 12 weeks, and then repeat for another 12 weeks. That way what we're doing is we're honoring Pareto's principle or the 80-20 rule, where you spend 20% of your effort in your genius zone is going to net eighty percent of your results, right. but most of us get distracted with all the small rocks. And what happens is we spend eighty percent of our time in these distractions, and only get twenty percent of the results that we want. Does that make sense?
1: No, it makes uh, perfect sense. And you know, it's it's really about you know targeting your time, and you know, it's it's also understanding as I look at it is, you know, where is that real fulfillment, you know, coming in and it's being in that zone where things are just happening magically and where you you get to be excelling and then specifically choosing on purpose to be in that place so that you're getting 80% of your rule of your rewards. And what's interesting is how easy it is to get distracted, which is going to lead me to that next question. You know why does that happen? What is there something uh, besides the clarity? I, I get that the clarity is key to making sure that that um, you're on point. And so, is it really because so many people have that lack of clarity, lack of reason, lack of understanding what's out there that allows them to be distracted and get an emotional high of something else? Is is that what's what happens?
2: So part of it is a lack of clarity. We say, oh, I want this. Oh, I got 52 weeks. You know, right now is a great time uh, as as an example. I got another year to get this done. And so we kind of dabble and we go, oh, I've got plenty of time. But the other part of it is lack of leverage. Mm -hmm. Most of us will live in a place of comfort. And comfort is a great place to visit, but it's not a place where we want to live long term. And so it's important for us to really get leverage in order to take action and make a decision. And so when we look at that, we can say, you know, vacation's great, but even somebody who's retired needs to have a mission. They need to have purpose. From the feminine side, they need an adventure. From the masculine side, they need a mission. And so without leverage, without pain, we're not inclined to do anything. You know, if I put my hand on a hot stove and the temperature is just lukewarm. We've all heard about the, the, the frog in uh, a, a pot of water, right? Right. We can mm-hmm. continue to slowly turn it up, and the frog will never jump out, even when the water is boiling, because it's gradually increased. And that's the way our lives are. Without enough leverage, enough pain, we aren't incentivized to want to take action. And so how we get there, when we look at this from uh, a Tony Robbins kind of perspective as an example, We have different classes of experience. And where most people are coming from is it feels good, even though it may not be good for them or good for society. And so what happens is the things that we say, oh, I want to get in in healthy shape. I want to really buckle down and and get a a college degree or really want to be involved in, in my family's life and be an active participant. So that's what we want. But what ultimately happens without really understanding our clarity, why is it that you want that, and leverage. We look at that and go, well, that's not going to feel good to make the change, even though it is good for me. Oh, look, a box of donuts. That feels good right now, even though it isn't good for me if I continue to do it. So we really have to get that leverage. And then last piece in that is we have to have clarity in our purpose. It's not your strength that holds you to your purpose. It's the strength of the purpose itself. And this is really probably the number one reason, in my experience working with countless people, uh, you know, I I have a uh, boxer that just got his eighth world title, world champion boxing title. I have, I think, seven gold medalist (laughs) Olympians in my client base right now. I have clients in the financial industry building $125 billion hedge funds. So I've got people who have been accomplished. And the reason that they've achieved those feats, and I've got people who are janitors that are extraordinary family members. They're the model example of what they want to be in their family's lives. So it's not about the title, but it's about strength in the purpose itself. Other than that, you're just trying to use discipline. And discipline alone will not get you across the finish line. Does that help?
1: No, that helps. That, that's tremendous. Uh, great, great insights uh, to share with, with our listeners. And and really, ultimately, you know, what, what does our life revolve around? And it's interesting in, in, in one respect, you know, kind of sad to think that, you know, a lot of people are just simply on this automatic uh, pilot. And as I often see that, you know, some decisions were made at some point in their life and they're just going through that routine and it almost seems somewhat purposeless and and it's unfortunate because at that point then those distractions you know are showing up all the time and and it's again what i get to recognize it's and as socrates really you know put out there is you know what is it that you don't know and part of the purpose of the show is to really start beginning to allow people to understand that there is so much more in life than um, what what they are immediately or in that moment uh, um, aware of, and let me just share my own personal experience. And I feel very blessed because I uh, I grew up in five different countries. I speak four different languages. I've I've been trained in two different continents in some of the best institutions worldwide, including the Mayo Clinic in in Minnesota, and. Um, as a plastic and reconstructive surgeon, basically being at the top of the pyramid of the medical field, we, we have the expertise and the ability to work in any medical specialty, any organ, any disease, because of, of what we were trained to do. And so, very interestingly, I was a couple of years into my practice and not in a relationship that really served me, had three beautiful children, and I was confused and i really didn't know where where i needed to go to and quite interestingly enough you know being me being from europe and me being what i thought was pretty intellectual and pretty smart you know after coming home from surgery in the emergency room at night um i'd have to uh um and you'd probably cringe about this but i had to decompress out of all this, after all this intensity. And I just watched TV for, for about an hour. It's just what my brain needed to do. It needed to kind of slow down. And I would see these infomercials at night and there was this big guy, you know, six feet something, big teeth and, you know, selling his stuff. And and I was exposed to all these different infomercials and, and not didn't really think much of it. And so... I did what I do in, in my job, and I saved someone's life, and he was very grateful for me. And I said, no, it's, it's okay. This is what I do. But he was so grateful to me, and as, it, as you'll find out, I am incredibly grateful to him. It's because he kept on showering me with these gifts, these books, books you know, from, from this guy, this infomercial guy. And I thought, no, nah, I don't want to read this stuff. I, I know everything. And again, not out of arrogance, just out of ignorance. And so anyhow, after <clears throat> so many gifts, and then finally he, he figures, well, let me get some real leverage. And so he bought me a ticket to an event. And this is an event that was in, in Tampa, and I really did not want to go. And I'm going to make an admission right here that, you know, I was just set up to leave. I was going okay, to go there, get the excuse, look, you know what, I, I got called to the emergency room. I got to go. And so that was my plan. I drove there, took, you know uh, – Three other people with, and and I was committed to leave. And I, when I got there, I thought, "Oh no," you know, I was in a three-piece suit, and I knew I was in the wrong place. And so we go into this event. It's a one-day event, and um, I made sure that I was about eight seats away from from the exit because I knew I was going to leave. And Chad, I I have to tell you, that event totally changed my life. Within the first ten minutes. I realized <clears throat> that a whole world of opportunity just showed up. And I was so excited. And I must have jumped higher, laughed harder, you know, you know, shouted more than anyone else in that place. And I knew that my life had changed. And it was because of one simple thing, is that opportunity was right there in front of my face that I didn't know was there. <clears throat> and so <clears throat> what I'm really passionate about is helping other people get to that place as well. Sharing this, the magic, sharing the opportunities, sharing the information, sharing the tools. And ever since that time, my whole life has changed. And I'm, and I'm also really grateful, you know, to be a coach for that company and also um, meet, you know, outstanding people like yourselves. So that's that's my story. And I, I'd like to go into uh, a break real quick. And uh, just before we go into the break, this is Prescription for Your Transformation, talking with Chad Cooper, a phenomenal human being that's, that's served so many incredible individuals in our world, making this world a better place. And right after the break, we'll dive into one more thing that I think is really important for us to know, and it's all about language. So right back after this break.
0: We'll be back with Dr. Rademacher right after these... Stand Up and Speak Up with host Walt Grassel. Sharing stories of people who have taken steps to overcome their fears and now lead stronger, more fulfilling lives. Are you ready to take that first step towards a different life? Join Walt as he shares his tales of triumph over stage fright in public speaking. Walt has performed stand-up comedy at the Hollywood Improv as well as the Flamingo in Las Vegas and wants to help you conquer whatever is holding you back. Join him and his guests for Stand Up and Speak Up every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern on Radio Star Worldwide and on demand 24-7. If you are a family historian passionate about preserving and sharing family films and stories, a filmmaker wanting to move analog, legacy, or found footage into a digital project or documentary, a genealogy buff, memory keeper, or archivist, this show is for you. The Home Movie Legacy Project. Rhonda's passion for home movies and independent filmmaking stems from running Pro 8mm, based in Burbank, known as the Super 8 experts for production and legacy footage for over 30 years. They have worked on thousands of projects for moguls and the masses, including Hollywood blockbusters such as Argo, Super 8, and JFK, TV shows, music videos, commercials, and the personal family film legacy of the world's most famous faces, industry icons, award-winning documentaries, and archival footage for the presidential libraries and museums. Each show will focus on compelling interviews with people who are telling their personal stories using home movies as a jumping off point, sharing what was discovered or what was challenged or what was confirmed. Expert guests will share best practices to organize, digitize, socialize, and even monetize your old media formats and cutting-edge ways to bring them back into your digital life. And don't miss the weekly Tech Talk segment featuring Phil Vidget, the other half of the Pro 8mm story. Learn insider industry secrets of how to become head of your own studio. Don't miss the Home Movie Legacy Project Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Radio Star Worldwide. Welcome back to Dr. Rademacher's Prescription for Transformation. And now, once again, your host, Dr. Well, welcome back, uh, listeners.
1: I'm uh, really excited. Prescription for your transformation. I'm Dr. Bart Rademacher. Really excited to be uh, talking to uh, Chad Cooper, a uh, award-winning United States uh, Marine, a peak performance uh, life coach with the Tony Robbins Company, and helping really these amazing top achievers in the world do even better, tapping into their genius, their authentic genius, so that they can live much more of the life that they desire and giving out the gifts that they can give to the rest of the world. And right before the break, we were talking about purpose, and I, and I ended up with my own personal story. And the purpose of that story was really to help the, the, the listeners understand that you know, what you don't know, you don't know. And it serves us to you know, have that curiosity, have that desire to find out what else is out there and listen to our leaders like Chad Cooper you know have incredible vision and incredible insight and an incredible passion to help uh, people understand how to make their lives better and he's actually coming out with a phenomenal book out in May and it's called time isn't the problem you are and I totally agree with him with that one so moving on from purpose One of the things that strikes me as as critical in in my understanding of of things is, you know, what is language? You know, language matters. And another thing that we actually pretty much take for granted, and one of uh, uh, Chad Cooper's uh, um, uh, colleagues and, and a great mentor of mine as well, Mark Von Muser, and he came up with this statement once in one of our calls that says, you know, words, aren't they spelled? And so when you think about it, every single word has a spell. And so what spells on you when you use language? And so I'm eager to hear, you know, Chad's perspective on this. So,
2: first, we've talked about in that bar I want to make sure it, for people to be able to you can go out to Amazon you can go to Barnes & Noble you can pre-order but you can also just go to my site chadecooper.com uh, I will preface it with you had to know me by uh, somebody else in order to be able to work with me so I've kept a low profile because I've already retired once so the website is in the process of getting redone here it's, it's a great looking site but we're getting the the book up there so you can go there, you'll find it. It's about to get flipped over so that the book will be on the front page, but I just want to let people know, just go to chadecooper.com and you'll get more information from there. So love, love the word spell and language matters. Let's give our audience a prescription that can help them as you're a doctor so that they can make it an easy pill to swallow, kind of like those Flintstone vitamin Cs that I used to have as a kid, right? Rather than a bitter bitter pill. You to yep. love those things. Like, can I have I more? Know. No, you're all D. <laughs> so let's give our audience a really tasty prescription here. And language absolutely matters. So 2016 is right around the corner. Here's what I'm going to invite you to do. If your life... <laughs> And all your friends, your family, coworkers were invited to a movie theater. And they didn't know what the movie was about. You didn't know what it was about until you got there. And they said, we're going to watch a movie of your life over the past X number of years. What kind of genre would that movie be? Would it be a blockbuster hit or a B-rated movie? Would you be the lead character or supporting actor in your own movie? So to be able to create a legendary 2016, first we have to decide that we want to be the lead character in our own movie. And the second is, let's decide what kind of genre do we want to have. Do we want an action-adventure? Do we want a romance? Do we want a comedy? Or do we want it to be a horror? Because if we don't pick it, that's exactly what often happens for many people. So when we look at Language Matters, which is in really one of the big primary tenets of my book, most of us walk around with metaphors. You know, it's like a monkey hanging off my back, or it's weighing me down like a bag of a ton of bricks. And we don't pay attention to the word spell, right? It's casting a spell on us. So often what happens in 2016 is we say, oh, I want to be more healthy, and so the first thing I'm going to invite you to do is get rid of all those softeners, like more. What if you got rid of more healthy and just said, I'm going to be healthy? So the first thing is, is let's pick a movie genre that we want 2016 to look like, and then let's dream. Many people have heard of the metaphor SMART goal, or the acronym SMART goals: right. specific, measurable actionable, realistic, and time-based. And I'll tell you, those are great. But what I'm actually going to invite you to do, and this came from Brendan Burchard, is let's start with dumb goals, Bart. D-U-M-B. So what does dumb stand for? Let's start with 2016, 2016 dreaming. What's your destiny in 2016? Bill Gates didn't want to just have a computer company. He wanted a computer in every single desk and to eradicate malaria where dreaming was a huge, huge victory for him. And that nearly become true or become, come to fruition for him. Malaria is, is being turned on its end. Martin Luther King Jr.'s march wasn't smart. It was a dream. The second is, when can we look at 2016? And as we're creating this list, how do we make it uplifting? So it's not to, you know, lose weight or work out. It's what's uplifting results you really want to achieve and the lifestyle you're going to experience as a result of being fit or as a result of not settling for a good marriage or great marriage, but going for extraordinary. Because let's face it, good is not going to end up 50 years in a marriage. It's going to end up in divorce. you got to shoot for extraordinary. Am I right?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: So we want to dream. We want it to be uplifting. Third is we want to look at the method. This goes back to persistence and consistency. We have to look at what is the method that we're going to use, and then it's behavior-driven, the habits. When we're consistent, we're creating habits. Well, the reality is, is you're already creating habits right now. So our language plays a big part in these four pieces. How many of us look at, well, I've got to go to work or I've got to drop off my kids at school? here's what my calendar literally says. And I'm going to encourage you for the goals that you set for the next 12 weeks, block them off on your calendar. But what do most people have on their calendar, Bart? Work out or drop kids off at school. So here's a typical scenario that I see all the time. People say they feel guilty about not having enough time with their kids when they're given the opportunities and they don't seize them. So literally on my calendar, it says I have spent quality one-on-one time connecting and driving or driving safely and connecting with my children. Now, the premise in that is going and driving safely means that I've left with enough time to deal with construction, congestion, or accidents. Spending quality on -on one-on-one time means I'm not returning phone calls to clients or other people. And it also means that my children are not sitting in the back seat tuned into a tablet while I'm blaring on the radio or talking on, on the phone we have a perfect opportunity. So when we insert our language into our schedule, let's face it, that is one of the things we see constantly inundated in front of us on a regular basis. So absolutely our language matters. Once we're able to do that, then I'm going to invite you to get specific. The first and most important thing in getting these results is having strength in the purpose. We so quickly want to jump to the action, but the action is the discipline and the habit. That's our behavior-driven. And unless we have strengthened the purpose, really take the time. Don't write down a word or two or a sentence. Make this rich, a full paragraph or more. Strengthen the purpose. Then we can get into the action and the measurable, but it isn't going to become real until we transfer it to our calendar and block it out. That's how we create a Hollywood blockbuster. That's my gift to our audience today.
1: And that and that's really powerful. Uh, you know thanks for, for sharing that because you know it's all these these things that, that you share <clears throat> that somehow get lost in the chaos of, of daily lives, daily obligations, daily musts, you know where a lot of people are basically being governed, uh, by the entire external environment, rather than taking action themselves to make those decisions uh, for themselves, and so it, it's a thing that I also find with with dreaming. A lot of people are don't don't dream anymore. They're they're being told that it's a waste of time. They can't do it. Uplifting with all the negativity in the world, it's it's hard to be uplifting, and so this is. Fantastic, uh, Chad. Thank you. Thank you for really sharing this because this is a great reminder for us. Yes, to dream, to be uplifting, to have that method, and then find that purpose. And one thing that I've learned, you know, being yeah. in the environment that you've been in as well, which is phenomenal, and I, and I totally recommend it to anybody. Get a coach. Get somebody who can help you see what you can't see. And once again, you know, m- my perception, my belief, and 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 the fact that I know this is. Is that the Robbins Research International coaches are just really the best? Get someone to help you to see what is really possible for you. Because in this environment, what I also learned, I just want to add to what Chad was saying, is you know, being very clear what your intention is in the very next moment, next five minutes, the next 10 minutes. You know, what is your intention on the next phone call? What is your intention when you take your kids? you know, to, to school? Is your intention is just to drive them there? Or like you said, just have a really awesome, magnificent purpose as to, yeah, I'm going to have an uplifting, fun, exciting, insightful, and discoverable uh, experience in the next 10 minutes with my kids. And that really, as as I apply that in my life, has really changed so much. So I like to wrap it up. So true. Um. Uh, just congratulating Chad because Chad is coming out with this phenomenal book Time Isn't the Problem You Are this is an absolute must and I just want to have the, the, the audience here once again the, the website where they can go Chad, can you give that to us?
2: You bet Chad E, Cooper.com. e is an echo and you know the reason for the title of that book Bart, is Time Isn't the Problem You Are Here's the the reality. Each of these are the practices. What we've talked about are the principles that Oprah, Bill Gates, Richard Branson, on and on, practice. So if we're all given 168 hours, why is it some are able to maximize that time while others struggle? Time isn't the problem. We are. So I appreciate it. Thank you for allowing me to be a guest on your show. I absolutely love it and am looking forward to hearing the transformation from your audience. Thank you, Bart.
1: Great. Thank you so much. This is Dr. Bart Rademacher, Prescription for Your Transformation, having talked to Chad Cooper, a phenomenal individual. Watch out for his book coming out next year. It's an absolute must and for your transformation. Thank you and God bless.
0: Thanks for listening to Dr. Rademacher's Prescription for Transformation. Join Dr. Barton Rademacher live right here on Radio Star Worldwide each week or on demand 24-7.